When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's time for Seminole Headlines, featuring Warchant.com's Jeff Cameron, Managing Editor Ira Chauffel, and Senior Writer Corey Clark. Your weekly dose of all things FSU, Pistols and Pies, starts right now. Here's Jeff Cameron. The Seminole Headlines, 93.3 Real Talk Radio, Warchant TV begins right now. There's Ira, there's Corey, I'm Jeff, good to have you guys along. Great to be back in studio, boys. This feels right, huh? It's been a minute. It has been a minute. I was wondering, I was thinking, uh, like, Maybe the snub, the show after the snub, was the last time we were all in studio together. Is that right? Feel like it. It's feel like it's been about six weeks at least. Sounds, sounds about right. Yeah, it's weird, man. Even just being able to see the chat is nice. Oh yeah, it's yeah. just it's all uh, coming back in it, Ira. <laughs> Yay, sausage! That's registered sausage. We start the show with a bang. Is uh, those guys are great to us, great to all of you, and their food is delicious. So that's key. I was just talking to Will, who uh, helps out with uh, registers over at, uh, I just saw him for lunch, and uh, at the same place. We weren't having lunch together. I would have invited you guys. I was going to say, this was not a business lunch. This was not an official registers lunch. Mm -hmm. Um, But anyway, and he was saying, we were talking about the rollout in Jacksonville, which is getting going, getting going strong over there, trying to introduce it to the people over there. And also, uh, really, again, it goes from the Panhandle all the way over Pensacola over over to uh, Jacksonville. And then up into South Georgia and South Alabama. If you have a local grocery store that doesn't have registers, talk to the meat manager. Mm. Get on the meat manager. Yeah. Well, I mean, you don't want to don't get on get, the meat manager. Get all over. You got to say manager is key. That's it. Get on the meat manager. But if you don't live in this part of the country, go to registermeats.com. That's the website they'll deliver to you. You don't have to go anywhere. It's like that's how, hey, that's how we in America shop now. I know because uh, yeah. we get packages. I don't know seven, eight times a day. Hey. We have delivery people come in. It, can we just consolidate the delivery people? Like Kim's it. got delivery people coming left You've and right. Got, I got hats for you two gentlemen. Okay, uh, that were delivered to me. Okay, uh, it's uh, the manufacturer. What? Well, uh, listen, no free advertising around here, but I'll give you the hats. <laughs> what kind of hats thing? are they? Um, they're they're the upside down tally hat that you guys have seen. Brooks Kepka wears it sometime. Nice. I have a, a hat that I ordered this once uh, when 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 I first saw that hat. I was like, I'd like that hat, and I ordered one. And uh, apparently, the guy who makes these hats saw my name come through. He's a big fan of the show. And he wrote me a nice message and said, by the way, here's two more hats. You can give one to Ira and Corey. Where are they? They're in my car. Okay, nice. I brought them for you today. Unlike your t shirt. Like your t shirt? I'll never see it. It's never going to happen. And I don't look good in hats anymore, so I'm interested to see if this one fits my head. Once anymore? you go bald, it's hard. Yeah, yeah I used I'm to look bald, good in I hats. I great in hats. Yeah, yeah. I don't. My, I don't know I don't why it's I think that's true. I think it's just you. You'll, well, no, you'll Corey, see when you put the hat Corey on. Corey had the good game going back in the day because he wore a hat. For years, he wore a hat. I didn't know he was balding. Like he yeah. had you wore it that often. Beautiful oh, all the time. hair. Oh, he, uh, he had a time. hat. I never saw him without a I hat for like church. four years. I wore it to sleep. He was he was slowly dying inside, but, but and you, so he just you had, you but then look no how idea. it looks now. I'm I'm winning, baby. I'm like Charlie Sheen up in here. I'm winning. <laughs> I didn't see I the the post hat Corey is the hat is the, the guy I met. Is the, yeah, I, I rarely if ever saw Corey in a hat 
I wouldn't know what he looked like in a hat. Registermeats.com to wrap it up is <laughs> yeah. the website. You got order some you. delicious yeah. sausage. Super Bowl Sunday. It's well, a it's sausage two, fest, guys. Two Sundays. But, well, I know, but you, yeah. you order it now. Build it up. Build make it sure up. it's yeah. here by then. Uh, no matter what, you, you owe it to your people that are coming over on Super Bowl Sunday to have some registered sausage. Uh, really quickly before we get into uh, some of the youngsters who spoke today and all mm-hmm. that good stuff, uh, Ira, I got to commend you. I love the piece. I I laughed uh, and chuckled throughout the uh, latest piece uh, where the ACC's amended filing and well, the, the FSU's uh, amended FSU's, complaint. I should say. <clears throat> I said the AC, in response yeah. to the ACC's, right. yeah. yeah. And I chuckled. I like as soon as I got two paragraphs in, I went. Now, now we're playing ball. <laughs> yeah, no. legacies and family members. Here we go. It's on now, boys. The gloves have come off, and that's when you know it's gotten real. People are like, "Oh, we're doing this." Well, yeah. please allow me to retort. Things have escalated quickly. Let me, uh, yeah. let me show you what we got over here uh, yeah. behind door number yeah. two, which is. Then you think um, now, now, now we're all beyond a, a point of, of no return. There's there's no coming back when you bring the man's kid into the fold. Yeah, it feels <laughs> like it. They should have had a picture of Chad Swafford in the uh, in the complaint. How great is it that his name's Chad? As Somebody well? texted me that yeah, last night. Something, huh? Yeah. Oh, buddy. <laughs> I was like, really? You can't write so, this any better. The man's name is Chad Swafford, yeah, of course. Yeah. And then he's made vice president. And pre- oh, that's amazing. When I was uh, reading the document last night, I texted somebody, a, a source of the university, and uh, they, uh, I just basically just said, who boy? And uh, oh, yeah, the, the, you their, their response was, yeah, if, yeah we're, we're, we're going in now. We're going for broke. Yeah, yeah this is uh, – you can go. If you, if you didn't know there was no point of return before, Ooh. I think you certainly. Well, know basically, it. Um, and I don't know how much y'all want to get into it, but for the people that don't know, because it just broke four hours ago, really, um, you know, John Swafford, who was the ACC well, commissioner broke, at the time, it broke twelve hours ago. Uh, so I said about twelve thirty last thir- night. Oh, is that when you did that? Oh, well, yeah. Corey didn't wake up. Corey didn't see it at twelve thirty <laughs> when I saw it when I woke up, yeah. and that's when the day really starts. Is that's when Corey when, wakes for up for everybody. The day I, for yeah. everybody. I saw it at five a.m. I, I was yeah. reading. Right, oh, right, so right, it broke was, earlier was, for ready, you. Yeah, I was ready to go. Um, but so John Swafford was the commissioner of the ACC. He it would appear that he uh, <laughs> he kept the deal going with, with Raycom, which mm. is a tier two, mm. tier three network. We all know what Raycom is. Yeah. They're the ones that would have the scores wrong for an hour. They'd have old games. They're, show, they're showing the wake uh, pit game. Yeah, right, a, right. A, but they also their halftime scores would be four hours old. That game would already be over. Raycom uh, equals ass. Yes, they're uh, he kept he yeah. kept the deal with Raycom almost as if to the for almost as if it was an edict to these networks. Is you better let us keep this deal with Raycom. And it just so happened his son was a. Mm. Becoming a big wig at Raycom. When yeah, he did and that. and at a time when so many were being let go. Yes, at Raycom, and, and oddly enough, the son Chad, who was not let go and was a rising star for Raycom, uh, had been there the shortest amount of time. And meanwhile, these others look. I don't want to. I don't want to besmirch all Chads out. I don't. There. Yeah, I was going to say. Let's not besmirch <laughs> all Chads out there. I'm a Corey, so I have no leg to stand on when it comes to names like that. But Chad doesn't go with Swafford. Like if he if he was if his last name was Clark, it or should have been Chaz. Like he Benson. should have been Charles. Chaz. But go by Chaz. C H A S. That would be perfect for a Swafford. Or Z. Like you, your name is John, and then you name your kid Chad. Well, moreover, you did a lot of favors for your son. <laughs> right. And, I just think uh, I don't. I don't oh, yeah. So that, some Chads are good. I just want to say let's not judge all Chads. Right, I like to judge them all. The one thing on that whole topic, though, and, and to your point, he's he's Chad's. 
you know, we, Chad may be the hardest worker in, in, in Raycom. Perhaps, he might be. Yeah, Perhaps that's know. true. Perhaps he's a genius. But the the <laughs> reason I've always kind of like, because this stuff is, if you if you're a hardcore Florida State fan and you're on message boards, you've you've heard this story for you a long know time about the uh, the, the Raycom deal and John Swafford deal. Yes. Um, what I've always said is, look, man, John Swafford could make Chad Swafford's gonna be okay. Like if Raycom went under, then. He Chad Swafford would find a job at you know wherever. I mean, you just can't name him Chad. You can't name your if your last name is Swafford. You can't just listen how it comes out of your mouth. So Mm. my point has always been that it's also about everybody else at Raycom. Like it's his. It's a good old buddy network. It's not just about Chad. These are good old boys from North Carolina. Really helped Chad. And it also, (laughs) it also. I don't think my point is I don't think Chad would have been on the unemployment line if Raycom went under. He he would have found a gig. A Chad guy, Swafford would have found a gig somewhere. But a guy who works that hard with that <laughs> intellect, how could he yeah. not? So my, but my, but the other thing is they they they're it's at the point now to your opening comment is where they're throwing everything at oh, it right buddy, now. John Skipper, the-, the former ESPN president, he gets mentioned in there. I didn't point him out in the story because there's just so much. It's a fi- 59 page document. The original complaint was 38 pages. Oh yeah. So last night, what your boy was doing was going line by line, 38 page document, 59 page document to see what was different. Yeah, and, and, and I'm proud that you did. And I could read into it. There was uh, an active voice there where you where you, where you said, "What?" I'm trying to think of the phrase, and it made me laugh. I almost texted you, but it was too early, and I was like, I, I'll, yeah, "I'll wait I, till I see." I it. was not back up by five. I, I you said, "Well, volumes of the complaint remain the same." Right, right. Swaths. You, I think. Yeah, swaths. That's what yeah. it was. Large swaths. Right. Of the, I was like, "That's written by a man who had to read <laughs> swaths." Yeah. <laughs> He's a lot, yeah. a lot of swabs. Let you know. Yeah. yeah. Let you know. Swaths. By the way, not much changed in the last 45 minutes I've been reading here, but just so yeah. you know, yeah, here's what did. It was so good. And if you guys have not read it, there's a lot more to the story than the cursory glance we're taking at it now. Warchant.com. Go read Iris piece. It's awesome, and it is ugly. And you know this is where these things go. When people sue other people, it can get very ugly when large sums of money are at stake and really a conference is survival. But it's at this point that if you are, for whatever reason, Pro ACC, you're now very nervous. That, that Pro ACC, <laughs> yeah, we got a lot of viewers that are yeah. just. <laughs> I'm not how about, dare you talk? I'm not talking about, about our viewers. Yeah. I'm saying the proverbial right, right, Pro right. ACC. Yeah, the yeah, triangle. Are, the yeah, folks in the yeah. triangle are very Pro ACC, or at least they were. Have been because now yeah. North Carolina, in conjunction with this, yeah. is in the midst of saying, "Hey, I don't, <laughs> I don't know, guys. We need to think about our future too." If North Carolina, who is quintessential the ACC. Yeah. If North Carolina is basically telling you in their board of trustee meetings they want out, this is over. They're dead men walking in the ACC. This is it. It's all, it's all so let's expedite the negotiations. A lot of the ugliness in this one would think could have been avoided. Imagine Chad Swafford does not have to be besmirched in this manner. You think Chad is short for Chadwick? That's even, now that would work. Chadwick, Chadwick Swafford the third. Now, please meet my son, Chadwick Swafford. And he's like, Dad, I want to be known as Chad. 
Like Shut that. up, son. I'm getting you a job. <laughs> yeah. You're going to work for Raycom. Yeah. You're going to work with Hogwood. Hell, you're going to be vice president inside <laughs> of a year. <laughs> in the midst of everybody else being fired, you'll somehow rise the yeah. ranks. It's amazing. Anyhow. If FSU ever brings up Hogwood in the lawsuit, I'm, oh, I'm drawing the line That there. is a line. I'm drawing the line. I mean, there. I had my run-in with him at the <laughs> ACC <laughs> tournament that many moons ago, but he was a he was a uh, a good broadcaster, Good seemed like a good man, loved his job. May he rest in peace. Yeah, the hogger. That was still – I remember laughing. I was there. I was there watching you in almost mm-hmm. slow motion. I slowed it down and laughed the entire time. I watching. lifted him off the floor with that hip thrust. I thrust it into his <laughs> neck. And I was like, look at this. Yeah. Corey's going to war on him. Uh, anyhow, so the hogger, rest in peace. But uh, always disheveled. That was my favorite part about him. Just every time you saw him, you're like, sir, you've made good money. Get something together here. But anyhow, that was back to Hogwood's this. ghost is catching strays out here. I'm not yeah, sure. That's enough, Jeff. Okay. Come on. Yeah, the great Hogwood. Anyhow, <laughs> so uh, bottom line is, I was like, man, all of this could have been avoided had we just worked out a deal. Well, it's also just interesting. Just worked out a deal. It's also interesting. You know, Florida State filed their lawsuit or their complaint in the lawsuit in December. The night before the ACC filed theirs up in North Carolina to preempt kind of Florida State. Oh, they were, they were on the offensive. And then – Florida State filed theirs, and then the ACC filed their amended complaint, which really up the ante because they're suing for damages. Like yeah. they're going after Florida. They're not just being defensive. Oh no, no, they're, they're going on the attack. Yeah, they're mad. Which is interesting because now that that's just opened the floodgates. So now we have to see what the ACC's response is going to be to this. And uh, I don't think it's going to. I don't. I don't know if cooler heads are going to prevail. It doesn't seem like it. Or, or it gets to the point where they just feel like you know what, this is going to get too bad. We do need to talk, and I'm sure that's How what Florida could you State have wants. Not envisioned that this is where it was headed yeah i mean look did you did they think that the that florida state would file this lawsuit without ample support like that you have to be willing to get down in the muck when when it gets this ugly you're when florida state brings the suit the conversation behind closed doors has to be a lot about you realize that the response to this is going to be nuclear because the survival of the conference is at stake. Like this, in no way is it going to be a pleasant retort. This is going to get ugly. And are you willing to get as ugly as you need to get? Which clearly FSU is. Yeah. They're they're now dragging legacy and families through the mud here, which as they should, right. and should have been done long ago. There's probably another level this gets to. It gets even uglier, and that's why you want them to come to the table. You hope they would. We'll I see. mean, I assume Swarford will release a statement at some point. You saying are, in no way possible. would I have ever yeah. oh, I didn't really? do anything for my son Chad. He earned that on his own and that our dealings with T V networks had nothing to do with my family and That's I'm gonna sure, be a tough release. It's gonna be a tough sell. Tough statement. But he's gonna try. I mean people say stuff all the time and get mm. you to try to believe it. So uh, he'll but I assume he's gotta say something. He's uh, John Swafford hasn't been in the news in three years. But that's an interesting point also about the just taking them seriously, because I know that a year ago, well, a little less than a year ago, when Florida State really started amping up the rhetoric, um, and Peter Collins was making his comments, and 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 uh, Michael Alford was making his comments, the board of trustees, that when they went to the spring meetings last May you know, over at Amelia Island, the first conversations they have, my understanding was like they didn't feel like the ACC was taking it all that seriously. The Florida mm. State was like, look, we have to have more money. We cannot stay here yeah. unless we get more so money. It's going to work out. And basically, it just kind of got shelved. Like they weren't going to move forward with this whole, you know, revenue share, uneven revenue sharing, and that type of thing. And from what I understand, you know, I haven't written this, but from what I understand, they were in a closed door meeting, and Alford was like going ballistic, and it sure. was, and it got heated, and I think it was got 80s were going at each other, right? 
And that was where, I don't know if we talked about it at the time, but Jim Phillips wasn't in that meeting, and he got called back into that meeting because it was going down. It was getting ugly. Between the ADs. But even out of that, what came out of that was this uneven revenue sharing where it's based on, like, if you win. If you yeah. if you go to the playoff, you get a little bit more money. If you go to, But it's, it's still nickel and dime stuff. So it's like when you talk about taking you seriously, Florida State was trying to get the message back then. Look, look, we have to have considerably more money because look at what's happening in the SEC and the Big Ten. So then – you go seven months later, they're, all right, we're filing this lawsuit. And then the ACC is not – I mean, I think there was some thought from some people at Florida State, when we file a lawsuit, they're going to realize we are serious and we've got to work through this. And we, But the ACC then fires back. Yeah, they're mad. So now it's but, – but the question is, is the ACC fighting because they want to keep Florida State in line or is the, or is the ACC fighting to just exist? That's the yeah. answer. That is the answer. And to me, that's always been what's at stake here. So and that's then, why they can't lose. So, like there's in their no, mind, so then there's no limit to how ugly this could get. Uh, exactly. And it won't like – Both both sides are going to be fighting for survival. This is where it gets hideous because – when look, man, when you read people's – again, it's no accident that Swafford is in the crosshairs, as you correctly point out. I mean, that's – they're going after him. They're calling him Well, and remember, he wasn't in the first – he wasn't in the first document. They didn't really know. They, they didn't no. mention him yeah. hardly at all. This and is now because they we're mention, in round two, yes. which precedes round three. This is which, the counterpunch to their counterpunch. And then it's going to get uglier because it can't get any uglier than, okay, well, now, we're now listen, we called John Swafford the ACC last time. This time we're going to call him John Swafford. And, oh, by the way, we're going to point out that it was convenient. His son, Chad, seemed yeah. to benefit nicely from this little arrangement. Dude, it doesn't get yeah. – it's when you get people in a room who know where the bodies are buried and how the yeah. sausage is made, if you will. The, the register the, sausage. The, 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 look, the yeah. register sausage is made in a pristine it's environment. It's on the up it's, and up. Yeah. Right. You'd be fine seeing how register sausage But that's is like made. work people. We've all been in fights at work, and we know – Okay, so you have like the – Like fist fr- fights, like legitimate <laughs> fist fights. You have the front-facing – aspect of what you do right this is the product this is what we produce this is there is a consumer we're aware of there's all of that behind the scenes everybody's aware about how we arrived at this place like when you were working for cbs you know how that okay if something goes wrong the kind of conversation you're going to have with your superior or somebody who's your equal in a, in a closed door meeting yeah. is going to be very different than what you would project publicly and things get said. And you know but, what line, if I cross this line, I know what's coming back you at you. You know exactly what's coming back at you. That's exactly right. That's what the stuff of great drama It's mm. in tragedy. That's what that is, right? When you begin to learn, hey, man, they're arguing about the stuff in between the lines. They're talking about how did we arrive at this place? Do you even belong to be where you're at? Or did I help you get here? You know, that kind yeah. of stuff where it starts getting nasty. And it is interesting that they, you know, they there was a reference to John Skipper in this one, former ESPN president, and he's... You know, they didn't make a big deal about him, but they kind of hinted at the fact that John Skipper is North Carolina grad, had a great relationship with John Swafford. They're good buddies. That was kind of the relationship that led to the ACC network. And the fact that they just kind of threw him in there but didn't go all in makes me think (laughs) it's kind of like letting ESPN and John Skipper know, hey, man, we're coming for you too. Just not for nothing. We know. That's a bridge you probably don't want to burn, though. We'll see. You don't want but, to burn ESPN. But, but how desperate are you? That's well, the, right. to Jeff's yeah. point. I mean, both both sides, you know, shoot. Richard McCullough, FSU's president, used the phrase existential crisis at one of those board meetings last year. And the ACC certainly finds itself in an existential crisis right now. I just don't know how you would have read that. If you're the ACC and you hear the comments from Peter Collins and from the president and anybody else involved with Florida State, and you, as you said, existential crisis. Uh, we will not survive. Phrases yeah. like that, right? 
How could you think that they weren't willing at that point to lay it all on the like they've just they've yeah. just told you that they know this is sink or swim. There's nothing else. This is it. We're bringing it all to the forefront. And you know, I don't know if they thought, okay, well they won't go there. They they won't start going after Swafford personally, and then all. Yeah. yeah, man. Yes, they'll do whatever they have to do. Just as of the ACC now is going to do whatever they have to do. Although I think. It's got to be a bad position to be in if you're the ACC because you think to yourself, okay, at first it was just the nuisance that is Florida State. Oh, we, we don't like Florida State. We never have. The rest of the ACC doesn't like Florida State, so screw them. We'll be able to paint them in a bad light. Unless Florida State is able to shine a very bright light on the fact that all the member institutions got bent over because of cronyism. It'd be nice if some of the uh, other member institutions right. set a peep. Well, now you've got – Be nice. Uh, again, you're starting to – I think you're seeing the burgeoning of that. Like I North don't – I, I know I've said it before. I know I'm a, uh, a beating a dead horse, but I don't understand what Clemson is doing. I don't understand why Clemson isn't in lockstep. Their future depends on this I, just as much there's as no Florida doubt, State's. Yeah, I don't have any doubt. From talking to people who cover Clemson and just people around the situation, I don't have any doubt that Clemson is pretty much in lockstep, but – for whatever reason, the decision has been made for them to not. Well, that's what I don't do like it, about it. You make Florida but State go wear it, but I think there's a reason for it. Is all I'm saying. I don't know what the reason is, but I do think it's it's calculated. So you let them do all the dirty work and file the complaints sure, and get exactly get all the negative publicity, and then you come and when they bust through the hole like the Kool Aid Man, you run through it too after they've done all. the Well, work. they'll all run through it, right? But, but Florida but, State's the one. But it doesn't matter because once you made the decision, and we got to take a break, but this is so fascinating. Once you made the decision to go all in, you weren't worried about being besmirched. At that point, you said, that's okay, we'll see who wins. Because if Florida State wins at the end, it's double middle finger to everybody. And you can't be worried about being besmirched right now. No, you're it's the to least survive. of your worries. Yeah. You're trying just, to survive. It would be nice to have some right. partners. Agreed. Public partners. Would be nice. Seminole Headlines 93.3 Real Talk Radio War Chant TV continues in a moment. Time to talk Shopify. A couple years ago, I wanted to create and sell Headlines merch for the best podcast listeners in the world. That's you guys. But I had no idea where to get started. Now we're selling Yay Sausage shirts, and it's so easy, all because we use Shopify. <laughs> Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. Shopify is the only tool you'll need to grow your business without the struggle. Shopify puts you in control of every sales channel. You could be selling Don Julio socks from Shopify's in-person point-of-sale system or offering headliner shirts from Shopify's all-in-one e-commerce platform. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout, up to 36% better compared to other leading commerce platforms. So you'll sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. What I really love about Shopify is how no matter how big you want to grow, Shopify gives you everything you need to take control and take your business to the next level. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash warchant, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash warchant, all lowercase, now to grow your business, no matter what stage of the game you're in. Shopify.com slash warchant. Seminal Headlines returns now. Head to YouTube and search for Warchant TV today to catch the show live or on demand. Now, here's Jeff Cameron, Ira Chofel, and Corey Clark. So we'll uh, now wait for the ACC to see what they do in response and back and forth. is great. You're doing a great job covering that, Ira. It's a lot of fun to, to read and watch. And you guys, Warchant.com, uh, go read the story that we're referencing here. It's, uh, it's thorough. And uh, from here, we'll see what happens. But today, back to football. We got a chance to talk to the young guys. You guys did, I think, go over there, right? Or hear from them. And uh, 
who stood out to you? We sure did. Corey already wrote a story up on the site about Malik Benson, the Alabama transfer. I think he's going into it. We thought he might be the most interesting story, and then listening to him talk, I think he was the most interesting guy. Yeah, yeah. I agree, Ira. Thanks for sharing. Yeah. No, he was. He was. He, uh, I'm um, trying to promote his story. I right? know. Yeah. Yeah. Just two weeks up. in a row. But also, I, I didn't. I was telling Ira before the show, I didn't realize. he. I knew he played Juco in Kansas, but my man was from Kansas. I didn't realize oh, that. Wow. Lansing, Kansas, which he called the middle of nowhere. Yeah. Uh, and then he went to Alabama I for think, a year. I and think I most was people in, would call that the middle of yeah, nowhere. Yeah. I've never heard of Lansing, Kansas. Why mm-hmm. would I have? Mm-hmm. Um, I wonder if he's ever seen a tornado. I bet he has. I wonder if he's seen uh, Wizard of Oz. I bet there's a better chance he's seen an actual tornado than Wizard of Oz. <laughs> yeah. I don't think he's probably seen the kids, the kids these days aren't watching, watching that. that anymore. No, probably seen tumbleweeds. I, what, you think you've seen Twister? I bet he hasn't seen Twister either. How many mm. times do you think you saw Wizard of Oz before you were twenty? Like I feel like it was on every year. Like was it on Halloween network what, television? Like, I don't know. It just felt like it was, it was on, on every. Year. It was an yeah. event every yeah. year. Always freaked network. me out a little. Back then, kids, we had three channels. So, right. Yeah. Right. You were watching you were what watching they, they well wanted you to watch. <laughs> yeah, That's what or you were listening watching. to it on the radio. So, yeah. John Swafford's other son yeah. had a deal <laughs> with the, the Wizard of Oz where yeah. he was getting it on. Made buku bucks <laughs> off that deal. Yeah. That well, and Skippy. Charlie Brown Christmas. There you go. We had it all. Although that was awesome. So was, of course, uh, what was the one, the uh, abominable snowman with, oh, uh, that was uh, yeah, Frosty yeah. the Snowman, yeah. He did, uh, he did talk about, though, um, something that we, we didn't touch on a lot during the season as much as now we, in hindsight, we look at it. They didn't really have deep threats. They never threw the ball deep last year. Hardly ever. You know what I mean? Like, Johnny made some catches in 2022. Oh, no, no, we touched on it. I've talked about yeah, it. Yeah, but it's like we going through the season when they kept winning games, it wasn't like, oh, that's something that can really improve. Like, Keon wasn't really a deep threat. He was a jump over he your was head. Honestly, in the year. He got hurt. Honestly, the biggest complaint most people had midway through the year was they weren't throwing it underneath enough. That was what people felt like. Well, I thought after the Clemson the game they were throwing yeah. fades a lot. Right. But they didn't. you didn't see Jordan just rear back and throw it 55 yards like in the air. They just weren't hitting him. You know, yeah, like th- th- this some. is an interesting conversation. It's nuanced. Jordan didn't have as good a year of hitting the deep ball as he had previous the year before. He was great with the deep right. ball the year before. The numbers bear that out. That's not an opinion. That's objectively true. He did not hit as many. And then secondly, as the year went on, they lost the ability to do it because, A, they couldn't protect as long, and then, B, their guys that could hurt you down the field were injured. Yeah, Johnny yeah, didn't they, play two and a half it. games. Keon yeah. wasn't himself uh, So physically. they couldn't really throw the ball down the field. Yeah, but the point being, with Malik Benson – uh, he's speed. Uh, you know, obviously, Hakeem, I think, can be a guy that can be mm-hmm. a deep threat. Vandravius, I think, Destin, and then all the, some of these other, I don't know about the LSU kid, but I think he's Dylan supposed Brown, to be yeah, really guy. fast, yeah. too. Yeah. So they have added, and the kid from Indiana, I don't know if he's going to be a receiver or yeah. a running back, but they have added real speed, a like a four-by-one type team. In that, when you look at that offense last year, the one thing it was missing, in my opinion, other than Trey Benson, was explosive speed mm-hmm. that could just run away from people. And now I feel like they've gotten five or six guys that can do that. Noldad77 corrects the record. Yeah, I, it was Rudolph, I, not Frosty. That's yeah, I think you knew it after I you said it. I knew it as soon as I said I it. I knew it too. but you know, I, I just knew the chat, as they always do, would come <laughs> in and make sure to <laughs> clarify. Thing, yeah. Appreciate that. Uh, um, yeah, no, man, it's, it's, I think it's going to look different. And the way Malik Benson today talking about uh, that aspect of the offense, he kind of like – it seemed a little giddy when he talked about DJ Uyungle's ability to throw the deep ball. That's going to be something. My like man's going to throw it 70 arm. yards. Yeah. He's got a big arm. Yeah. I mean, that is one thing that I thought would improve going into this next season. That deep ball should. You got the combination of speed and a huge arm down the field. 
Now, DJ doesn't do some other things as well, right. but he does that very well, and that should that should be a part of their offense. All right, I didn't get to this, but we want to thank Will for his uh, contributions to the occasion. The last straw, FSU unearths a hidden sex tape <laughs> of the younger Swafford hanging Chad in an act of last-minute desperation. Chad inks a small-scale registers yeah, nice. endorsement deal. <laughs> hanging Chad. Um, Kids that are a little younger, that was a well phrase that became very popular uh, in what, 2000, right? 2000 with the Bo- uh, Bush-Gore vote. Oh, my God, that was Look fun. It up. That's really well done. Good stuff, Will. It, we we, should, have, no we doubt, should have paid Will the 20 bucks for him. That to, would have uh, been the that, like that. that one month window is probably the, and again, I'm Corey, I get it, is probably the best month for a chat, people named Chad ever because they could make that joke. Mm-hmm. That's the only time it was cool to be named Chad was that one-month window, that right? That one window, right Well, I think there. a lot of months have been cool for Chad Swafford. And Chad Johnson. And Chad That's Johnson. the only Ch- other Chad Johnson. I can think of. Can y'all think of any other Chads? We, uh, we're not good at this, by the way. This is our worst this game. <laughs> we're not good with names on this Can spot. you think of a black Chad? Uh, Chad Johnson. <laughs> there you it's go. the only one. I know. That's, yeah. that's part of the joke. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, there was a Chadwick, right? And and um, Chadwick Bozeman. Yeah, that's what. But he would, but he was known as Chadwick, which is a cool name, not yeah. Chad. Isn't the drummer for Red Hot Chili Chili Peppers named Chad? Chad White. I don't remember. But anyhow, you could be right. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we should look. Sounds that right. Up. It seems right to me. I could be wrong on that. Did uh, did FSU not have a lineman named Chad, an offensive lineman, at some point? Am I making that up? Chad Bates. Is that somebody? Chad Bates? I'll look that up. James Bates, who played for Florida, right? No. His name? <laughs> yeah, this is the show's oh, That's my fault for bringing that's up Chad. Corey Don't get old, people. Uh, yeah. Ocho Cinco never really went by Chad after the early days. That's right. I think he's back now. So, but when you when you talk about, but going back to Malik Benson, that is. That Chad Mavity. Chad Mavity. Oh, there you go. Oh, yeah. there it is. Thanks, Chad. Um, that that is something that's going to be different about this team is you have a quarterback. Look, even Jordan's on his best day isn't throwing it 80 yards. Of course not. Like, the, you have a real deep threat with guys that can run past people. Yeah, now. I'm you telling did, you, I need to. I want to go back because I don't think I dreamed this up. I really think Malik Benson got, like, giddy thinking about Also, that. I was right. Chad Smith is the drummer of the Red Hot Look Chili Peppers. Nice, the man. He, did. he looks like Will Ferrell. <laughs> I do know that. Yeah, yeah, go ahead. Um, yeah, no, that's, I, it's a great point. I mean, they, they, this offense is going to look different than it did a year ago. I mean, it's 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 going to be much more explosive. It might be more hit or miss, though. Like, you know, DJ doesn't have a 70% completion percentage. No. He's usually been in kind of the high 50s, maybe low 60s. Um, so I think it's going to be a little feast or famine. But well, it, I think they're going to want to run the ball to set right. up the deep shot. I mean, I think we see the beef that they've brought in here, especially in the interior. They're getting bigger. They want to run the ball, and they want to set you up. I love the idea of throwing off a play action there down the field to, what, multiple options at wide receiver to, who can really go. Yeah. Uh, this will be – yes, it will be a different offense. I think it has a chance to be more productive. I really do. They had some things befell them a year ago that – you couldn't anticipate, and I think it had greatly affected their. I I thought that Mike Norvell had a tough year, and they went thirteen and zero. Mike Mike oh. was better as a play caller. I thought the year before. Oh yeah, okay. I yeah. think he had a tough year, and I think it's because some of what he wants to do at the root of what he wants to run was taken away from them. They could not win first down, and they could not run the ball. Yeah, and he, he still managed. No, I yeah. think that's fair. I also I also think he was. You know, there was there's a lot of dynamics at play. I think the wanting to keep Jordan. Healthy, Safe, yeah. healthy was was part of it as well, uh, and then you did have you know we go went going into last year knowing that it was going to be a, a challenge to 
get the ball to all these different guys. I mean, they had a lot of different guys that mm-hmm. needed to be fed, and I think that was a challenge as well, um, just trying to get the ball distributed. I can only imagine. I mean, it is it is like in a lot of ways it's a kudos to Mike Norvell that I can sit here and tell you that I thought he did not have his best season as a play caller because I think he's a great play caller, mm-hmm. uh, and they still went 13-0. and That's amazing. That's the ultimate definition of team, right? Finding other aspects of what you do to win the game and finding other ways to win mm-hmm. a football game. They, they relied on the defense. Uh, they did things within the game that they recognized. Think about the Louisville game, the ACC championship game. You you find out very quickly your quarterback's not ready. He was thrown in at the last second to begin with. All of your options that are your threats are hurt. Everybody's hurt. And, and you know, everybody is hurt. And then you think to yourself, well, you know how you win this game? You dominate the line of scrimmage with your defense. They can't block us. I'm not going to put this kid in harm's way right. and have him lose the game. We'll play field position. We'll run some wildcat get out of here with a win because all, yeah. all we got to do is win and we're in the playoff right, and right. I can rest everybody and get them ready to go. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's, that's really good coaching. That's the understand because it takes patience to do that. It's so hard to be patient. Think imagine you're an offensive mind and you've lit up scoreboards and you know what it looks like to see a prolific offense. And you're like, well, we don't have it. Yeah. I've got to, uh, I got to play to win the game. However, I got to win the game. And tonight it's going to be 13 to whatever. I mean, that's, that's how it's going to go. That's crazy. That's cool. That's patience. Sorry. It's no, just a, I'm with just you. a little diatribe. Corey? I agree. I agree with Jeff wholeheartedly. <laughs> I, it would have been cool if it mattered, if that game actually mattered. But hey, it, buddy. It didn't. It'll say ACC champions when you go in there in the fall. It will, yeah. And it better say 13-0 and and not 13-1. and I would do that. Of course. That is ridiculous. Undefeated season. Yeah. ACC champs. There it is. Well, you know, when I grew up going to Doak, they always had 1979, 11-0 on the scoreboard. They didn't yeah. bring up the Orange Bowl. They Nobody weren't worried about that, that Oklahoma loss. Nobody needed to know that. It didn't that matter. No. Happened another year. No. I also think it's interesting that these transfers, and, you know, they, they, they're going to say what we want them to say, basically, or what they think people want to hear. But the, the idea that they still believe – these are guys that were out, at Alabama specifically. They're at the school that got into the playoff at Florida State's expense. Like Chad, they benefited from having <laughs> a, a powerful figure in their yes, corner. Yes, correct. The Alabama Crimson Chad. <laughs> uh, what they did, though, but but they said part of the reason they came to Florida State was because they thought they could win a national championship at Florida State. Because that was the one thing we yeah. worried about is when you got marginalized the way they did, Florida State did in the playoff selection committee. Now, I guess maybe – they understand it's going to 12 teams and, and all that. But but that's good to hear that those guys still believe in and it makes sense because they wouldn't have transferred here otherwise. Seminole Headlines, 93.3 Real Talk Radio, Warchant TV continues in just a moment. Seminole Headlines returns now. Head to YouTube and search for Warchant TV today to catch the show live or on demand. Now, here's Jeff Cameron, Ira Chauffel, and Corey Clark. Helps when the host is ready right as the That sounder. one came up quick. We weren't, we weren't really I kind of thought great. there might be some sort of music or something. I'm used to it as bumper. Right. Matthew's just trying to just trying to. No, but he was you know, right. Keep he you on your right. toes. There's no bumper there. I was also just pulling up the questions for next hour. I wanted to have them ready to go. All right. So, so we you weren't prepared because you were being prepared. I was trying to That's be prepared. We yeah, I was a little slow in doing so. Mm. I should have. Chad Abrams. Oh yeah, yeah, we got That's him. That's a good one. Yeah, uh, national also, champ Chad Abrams scored a touchdown in the three, national championship on a game. beautiful play too. He yeah. kept his balance on the yeah. catch and then jump over. Yeah, my buddy Les just uh, texted uh, Chad Pennington's a good one, uh, but he wasn't here. I was no, trying, I know. Yeah, we're just, just naming Chad. Chads. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Weak arm Chad Pennington. That's right. He had Randy Moss, right? Yeah, yeah. He threw it up Randy Moss. He Put never up overthrew him. A lot him. of numbers. Never overthrew Put Randy a lot Moss. Of numbers, I don't think. as one would with Randy Moss, especially <laughs> in college. Those poor kids playing against Marshall. 
That's a yeah. tough one. That's Randy kinda... Moss is in your conference, really? I mean, what are we doing? In the so, first year, there were I think the first year, or maybe this first two years, maybe he's only there two years, but his first year, there were one double A, so he was oh, facing yeah, yeah. FCS teams. Remember, like ESPN would put their games on yeah. just yeah, so you yeah. could watch Randy Moss. Yeah, yeah in my lifetime. They did that with Steve McNair, too, remember, when yeah, he was yeah. at Alcorn yeah, State. Alcorn State. There have only been a few guys like that in my lifetime where their talent exceeded where they were and thus the, like, big-time television programming yeah. would be like, hey, we should watch that guy play. Um, and, yes, Randy Moss was one of them, LeBron in high school, you know, that kind of stuff. I remember they would show LeBron James high school games. Yeah. And I would be like, well, what are we doing? What are we watching this? Worked out. LeBron turned out to be pretty good. Yeah, he was good in those games. He was really good in those games. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And yeah. we were watching the other night that, that double overtime game against Golden State. Great game. And, like, you just watch him, and it just doesn't make any sense. I mean, uh, you know, whatever, you know, Whoever you're rooting supplements for. he's, he's taking, goats whatever, whatever he's got running through, through his veins something. at 39, 39 yeah, years old. 40 soon enough. It's yeah. just in, it's incredible. At the I end of that game, so Steph. A, is he a 20-time All-Star? Right? He's either yeah, 19 or 20. Like that, yeah. So at the end of that game, I don't know if you, you – you, there's no way you were up for that. I watched that game. What did you? I couldn't go to bed. How it was so at five in the morning. It was so good. It I was Saturday night. It was so I tried, good. I was trying to go to. bed. It was like eleven o'clock. I was like, oh, I'm going to go to bed. And, and then, I saw that game was on. I was like, oh, I'll watch this Steph game. Tied it on the reverse. And then it's oh, like it's so an good. hour later. Why am I still here? You can't. You, I've made it this yeah. far. It's like extra innings. <laughs> it's I am ridiculous. more tired during baseball season. It makes no sense. Most people say, "Aren't you tired after a Monday night football game?" I'm like, oh, I'll go to sleep on a Monday night football game. If it's, <laughs> yeah. if it's bad, I'll just go. And to bed. they usually are. Yeah, but. I watch, like if I'm watching You can a Pirates, find a good baseball game. You can always find a good baseball right. game. And the problem is if you invest, say, three innings, and it's three to three, and we're in the sixth, you're like, I'm kind of into this game. Let's <laughs> see what happens. Yeah. If we're tied at the end of nine, well, now I've invested two hours. I'm going to see who wins this baseball Do game. You, we've never talked about this. Do you guys like the runner on second? No, I hate it, but I get it for the regular season. I get, yeah, I don't like it. I get it though. I, but I don't like that it's a one rule during the regular season and then another rule. I guess it's like that in hockey. Like hockey doesn't have overtime in the regular season. They do. They have the three on three nonsense. Right. I shouldn't say nonsense. It's It's actually really cool. It is cool, Uh, and it's. I kind of wish they'd do it in the playoffs. I think what they've done is they figured a compromise that does work for a 162 yeah. game yeah. season. Yeah, and that's the thing. You can't During have people the season. out here for 26 games. <laughs> <laughs> what I like about it, yeah, you see on ESPN. Oh, yeah, yeah in Toronto tonight Last night they played. Last night at 4 a.m. Yeah, 25 innings. <laughs> like in July 9th. There's like six fans still in the stands. Yeah. Oh, those are the Warriors. You can't go home. At that point, I'm here. I'm here. Let's go. Yeah. But uh, they should just bring those people in the dugout. <laughs> Like you know, or what? have them sit on the dugout at least. <laughs> get like, an experience like none other. There yeah, you get go. them close. Yeah, right there. You sit next to Jim Leland. Yeah, as a Orioles fan with a team built for speed, I kind of like it during the regular season. Have you got over second. your heart? Because we almost always have somebody that's going to take third and we're going to score. I'm gonna I'm gonna make you laugh. Uh, my niece's boyfriend is a lifelong Orioles fan, and she brought him down. Like they're getting serious. She brought him down from D.C. where they live uh, for for Christmas, and I got to talk to him. Great guy. His name's Scott. Anyhow. He knows everything about Orioles baseball, the history of Orioles baseball, every player that ever played. And so he found out that I was a sports talk show host who loved baseball. And so I razzed him a little bit about the Pirates, Orioles history, of course, and all that. But I know a lot about the Orioles as well because I had, as you guys know, a longtime girlfriend who was from Baltimore. Anyhow. What's she up to? uh, She lives in Texas with her husband. She's doing oh, very well. Right. She PhD teaches in college. Doing, okay, nice. Doing great. Anyhow, she's still what was your what was I your first know. date with her? Do you remember? Uh, first date, I worked at a place where she worked. I was a counselor. That's actually not yeah. interesting. Yes. What was your last date with her? Oh, uh, we we lived together. The last date was we're no longer going to live together. <laughs> <laughs>
I want to know what <laughs> yeah. precipitated the that. Thing I is, can, t- I can Corey, tell you. Corey th- yeah. thinks he's getting you in trouble. No. The idea that Christy would ever she listen. No, to No, that's show. why I'm asking yeah. because I know she's not listening to this. <laughs> I can ask her anything. Ups- she wouldn't be yeah. upset. She'd be like, whatever. I won. I married right. him. Anyhow, so uh, no, I walked out of uh, to, to answer your question. I walked out of the room and she had clearly been up for hours. And even then, I got up early and I was like, "What are you doing up?" And she gave me this death stare. And I was like, "Oh, this is the we need to talk. <laughs> this is the we need to talk conversation." I don't know. Well, this is just going to be an off-the-rails edition because I now have another question. When you have that breakup conversation, how mm. many times did you go back later? Not just the, with this girlfriend. Any mm. girlfriend any you've girlfriend had. Any girlfriend you ever had, yeah. Because I feel like every girlfriend I ended up breaking up with, like the, I would go back later and think that was really a stupid reason to break up. I don't know if any Our, of ours them- Ours was a good reason to break up. Uh, we had been together for five years, and we finally had a conversation about if we wanted kids or not. That's a yeah. That's a big. That's conversation. the number one reason. Didn't you just say she had kids? No, she doesn't. She oh, lives okay. with her husband in Texas. So then I guess we know what side we of the fence exactly, you were on. Yeah, I wanted kids. She didn't. I was like, okay, well, we can't get past that. Right. There's no getting past that. Yeah. So that's I just feel it. like yeah. a lot of the reasons from high school to college, a lot of the reasons you break up. Oh, usually in, so. in hindsight are yeah. emotional. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah Almost all of them. Yeah. Hey, so back to the Orioles for a second. He was going on and on about the Orioles, and I, I said. And I guess I crossed the line. You've been very mature about it. That was a heartbreaking, classic baseball way to go out, right? Have this great season, 100 wins, all that stuff. And then it's, thanks for playing, grand opening, grand closing. I asked him a question about it, and he kind of seemed a little defensive. And then I followed up with, well, I mean, it's baseball. This happens. And he's like, and I could tell he didn't want to talk about it. And I made the mistake of further questioning him. I think think he was a little hurt. I think he was a little hurt. I think he thought I was rubbing it in, which I was not. I was just, that's baseball. Baseball is cruel. Yeah, Are you over it? It sounds like he needs to grow up. There's not a whole. I mean, just Try the, being a Braves fan. The thing oh, that stunk stop. about that series was the the fact that just the the best out of five. Because once you once we lost the first game, you knew it was over because they've got their ace in game two. Didn't you lose to the and, Rangers? Rangers, yeah, right? So you lost yeah. to the World Series. Yeah, champs. but even at the time, we didn't know they were going to win the World Series. But it even so that doesn't make. I don't know if it makes it better or not. But at the time, it was just so frustrating because. We knew, like in game two, we're throwing Grayson Rodriguez, who's a rookie. Yeah, and he's not going to be ready for that stage. No. And they're throwing their ace. It wasn't very competitive. Yeah, either. you need to win but, that first that, game. But, so, but if we won the first game, now he doesn't feel that pressure. So that's why that series sucked. You couldn't even enjoy it because one, the first game was a great game. And it was, it was, yeah, it was like, a great game, yeah. It was almost like the Florida State-Georgia thing where you knew you, they weren't going to get your best shot. Because like if Florida State had played with their full team against Georgia, that would have been a great game. But we didn't get to see that. And I felt like after the first game of that series with the Rangers, you didn't get to see the best of the Orioles. So that's what was frustrating. That's why he's probably frustrated. Well, well, I, I, I've been on the wrong end, of, uh, and so has Corey and every other baseball fan. If your team doesn't win at all, you're on the wrong end of a series. But that first-round exit thing hurts bad. Yeah, Braves have done it two years in a row against the team they beat in the division every year. And you had to won a million games in those yeah, two years. Yeah, and then can't beat the Phillies when it counts. You yes. had the whole all-star team. Very frustrating. I know, I know. <laughs> Let, I know. Let, let Director Matthew just is on the other side of the glass. Yeah, but I, I would say the the Phillies losing the Diamondbacks was a worse loss than the Braves losing the Phillies. That they gave. I mean, that's crazy. They lost that, was, that series. That, that is was crazy. A, that was a painful. choke job. And speaking of choke jobs, you talk about long suffering fan bases. Uh, you you can't. I feel bad for Lions fans. We know Ben, who works with us now, is a is a diehard Lions fan. Um, that was an awful meltdown. And I say <laughs> that as a Falcons fan. That was a horrible meltdown at every level. Like, when you think about the Falcons blowing it, it's like, okay, yeah, the defense couldn't get off the field. They choked a little bit. But all the the, the Lions' safety 
having it hit off his face mask. It'll hurt your feelings. <laughs> the the Reynolds kid dropping two passes. Right in his hands. The, the coach just doing craziness. Having all a stroke of, on the sideline. Gibbs fumbling. Like all the they all they all did it. The yeah, guy missing a sack and it gave it gave him a twenty yard gain. A, a pucker factor was in play. Crazy pucker yeah, factor. When it starts to go the other way. You and Tom, I thought, had a good conversation about this on the Jeff Cameron show. You did, yesterday. yeah, I was we did. Listening. It was good. Or you were listening, right? I doubt it. Uh, no, no, but I, I read the transcript later. <laughs> and, but, and Ira was on the show. But you, no, I read. That's the transcript I read. I but so. It was a good conversation because the uh, I like the you did a really good job of bringing up some of the some of the quandaries with the analytics. Yeah, and, they don't bake everything into the decision. And I think that's yes. and that is a, the is quintessential part of the argument. It, and it feels like the pendulum's starting to swing back a little bit. I feel like for a while it was like, okay, we've got these numbers. We must follow these numbers. At all times, and no matter was, what. And it was like swinging that way. And if you don't, you're a Neanderthal. You don't understand math. Right, right. And, right. and now it's, I think, we're starting to get the other side of, man, there's more to it than that. You're dealing with human beings. And my and man in the game went against his own philosophy. Right. So it was, well, that it was, was ridiculous. I mean, that that's the thing. It doesn't count. Just take into account the magnitude of the game, the weather, where you're being played. It's just down yeah. distance time, and so I get that. Like you, well, I it didn't make sense if he was going to kick a field goal to go up seventeen right before half when and he's got the ball to three. It. Why wouldn't you do it six minutes? You've got nine go minutes burned off the clock, yes. and you could still be right where you were when halftime was exactly over. Exactly where you it were, no and sense. then for him to say afterwards, "I wanted to regain the upper hand." What the hell are you talking about? You seventeen had the points. Upper hand. You were up 14. Now, I will say this. It is the Lions. My man might have gotten it blocked. He might have just missed it. You well, know, that but also I, doesn't factor into the decision, right? Yeah. Like, it, it, if you're just going by the numbers. Because he knew that guy wasn't on well, it goes so back, that, too. And it goes back to the NC State game in 22. Like with Jimbo, Nor, yeah. Norvell. No, with Norvell oh. in 22. Like, he, I, didn't, I he always, didn't trust Fitzgerald right. at the time. Mm-hmm. If he had 20-23 Fitzgerald... That last drive plays out completely different, right. and they're lining up a 38-yard field goal to win the game. And I remember at that time getting arguments with my fellow Knowles. Like, I understood why he didn't trust Fitzgerald. Yeah, How of could course. you? You couldn't in that I, moment. He, I couldn't trust him to make an extra point but that year. Obviously now, I mean, he turned into a, oh, now a, he's a very, very good kicker. Um, but, did yeah. You, did you like the third down run, though? Is that, did you like so that? that's that's my biggest problem with all of it, and I don't even know if he got asked about it. He did, but and he I, answered he? it well. Because oh, I watched part took, of the press conference, I never no, got no, no. to that. Let me, let me do this real quick, because he took full responsibility. I have to give okay, him right. credit for being accountable. He said, if you go back and watch, he said, it's a four-man front. Everybody knows we have to throw because of the timeout situation. I thought yeah. we'd pop it. Also eat, because you have to throw. Because you have to throw. He's like, when we saw it was a four-man front, I thought we'd pop, we'd walk in. We'd walk in because because who runs in this situation? Sure. And then he stopped and he said, I gambled and I lost. But you still, okay, fair even enough, when you get tackled, you can't call can't the timeout. Call timeout. The game's over. You like, gotta, you can let 20 course. seconds run off the clock. Of course. You, you have to have those three timeouts. Timeout. I, yeah. And I was yelling at the TV, and Stephanie was like, why? And I was like, this, he just lost the game. The game's over. Yeah, the game is time. now officially yeah. over two because 40, he burned a timeout. Two for 44 onsides kicks this year yeah. And, yeah. And for the league. And they're almost unrecoverable, and somebody has to make a mistake on the other side. And then you like, made it where mistake. that was the only way you could get the ball back because you burned that timeout. Correct. That's, it's just, it's coaching malpractice. And she even said she's like you should be a coach and i'm like no i shouldn't no but i should be in a press box telling him you cannot burn this time out <laughs> but he or the game it. is over it's crazy he has to know it and, and well, it's stupid i know as soon as he's asked about it he you could see the look on so he knew he was going to be asked about this to his credit he took responsibility for it at least he didn't like jimbo used to give us non 
yes, answers. He did. There used to be answers when we'd ask about clock management. I was like, "What are you talking it, about?" It, it was it was it was it was fourth and three. It was fourth and three. He makes it up. Yeah. He would make up stuff that wasn't true about the situation. I remember one no, time. There's 18 you seconds left. Yeah, no, you no. asked him specifically a question one time, Corey. It's one of my favorite answers he ever gave you. You asked a, a very direct question about the. I know the, what it was. It was when they went up. They went up 12 on Oklahoma State. And why did he go for two? And he didn't go for two. He went for one. Right. And it made zero sense. And I asked him why. And he's like, well, you know, they could come back, kick a field goal. They're not kicking four field goals in five minutes, Jimbo. It it made his answer is the dumbest damn thing I've ever heard. It didn't even occur to him that we need to go for two here. Which is crazy. Yes. Because I feel like 90% of people who love football the way that we do, you don't have to cover it, have played it, be a professional coach. We all understand down distance time. So the fact that you you give Dan Campbell credit for being honest. Well, yeah. yeah. Do you think that's what the fans and the media are going to do? In Detroit or not? I mean, I'm I, curious. What can you or say? Or would it have been better to well, mumble, it, stumble? You know, I don't know. I, I think it was the best way he could go about it is he said, I gambled and I lost. What else are you going to say to Dan Campbell? They just went to the NFC Championship game. That with franchise Detroit. hadn't done a damn thing in 60-whatever years. I mean, yeah. you're going to have to live with it, right? That's just the that's the risk he took. <laughs> Hour number two, forthcoming. I just got waved off. Yeah. Stay, stay with.